Pickaxe. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are decanted from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Looking for ad-free episodes, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, or maybe even hilarious monthly one-shots? How about the best way to support your favorite D&D podcast all for less than the price of a single cup of coffee? Or maybe you just want to see Jet in some incredibly short shorts when we hit 150 patrons. Whichever side you're on, hop on over to patreon.com slash castparty right now and join the greatest community this side of the TTRPG world. You'll get access to hours upon hours of exclusive bonus content and an invite to our community Discord, where we host live listening parties with all of us for every single cast party episode, community-driven D&D games, live streams, movie nights, hangouts, and more. Patreon.com slash cast party. We hope to see you there. And our apologies for a lack of a funny skit this episode. We are on an incredible time crunch with the holidays, so we hope you understand. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my reunited cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo and heart musician who has been kidnapped before, or so he says. As a child, his mom left him in line at the grocery store because she forgot to grab paper towels. Sebastian had a full-blown panic attack as the cashier waved him forward, so he ran to the front of the store because he didn't know what to do. He found a super nice security guard who looked after him until his mom frantically came back to an empty checkout line. The security guard passed him along to his mom, and he has a deep respect for all security guards now. But he definitely told all of his friends at school the next day that he kidnapped him just to try to seem cool. That's why he likes Big G. We love Big G. <laughs> <laughs> Anna Brisbane. Blueberry Sky, elven druid actress who has never been in a vampire movie. The closest she got was Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2, where it was down to her and Mackenzie Foy to play the older child version of Renesmee. But ultimately, Blueberry was deemed just a little bit too old, and they went with Mackenzie. And ever since, she hasn't auditioned for another vampire movie, and has felt mildly threatened by Mackenzie despite the fact that Blueberry's career has surpassed hers. She has also been a bit of a hater of Twilight, constantly complaining about how the Cullens call themselves vegetarians while drinking animal blood. <laughs> oh my god. I still think about that baby. The Renesme baby. I hate- oh, it's a curse item. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Deacon. How do you do, Xander Gucci Supreme, who was accidentally an informant for a tabloid article written about Jet after the first day of filming of <laughs> Through the Realms of Myria. Jet had come on a set directly from the gym and had that natural post-gym scent about him, and was like actively heading to his trailer to shower probably, but after Xander smelled that and heard him openly talking about how much he hates bidets, that night when he went drinking with some friends, he ended up talking with some random guy at the bar, mentioning the BO, the bidet, and making a joke about a headline saying, Is Jet Chambers the stankest actor in Hollywood? <laughs> and the next morning, he saw the exact quote as a headline on a celebrity news slash gossip website. And then a week later, he saw Jet on the cover of People with a quote, I swear I take showers. And the headline, <laughs> does he really? The boulder gets dirty with people. 
Xander has, to this day, kept that to himself, but he did notice that Jet always smelled nice on set after that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank that you. Was, oh my god. Nigel, that, that was S tier, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> props, props. What the heck? <laughs> oh my god. Vince Perito. Jet the Boulder Chambers was pretty decent at school. You know, he made it through middle school, survived elementary school, but high school, that's where he did okay as well. <laughs> never good at math, though. To be honest, he never passed math. Never? That's why all the studios can underpay him because he just doesn't know what numbers yeah, that's, are. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. He doesn't understand. So he hires some people to take care of the, all the finance stuff. Yeah, you have an accountant. Yeah, he's got an accountant and everything, but little does he know that the accountants are starting to like, you know, kind of shuffle some money their way a little bit. Oh, a little under the table action there? Yeah, yeah. So maybe someday he'll find out, but as of now... He's losing about uh, three-fourths of his income. What the <laughs> Sounds fuck? Sounds right. Let us talk about what happened last time. We began with Sebastian being taken down into the basement of Dyermore Manor following Valentine. He saw altars and mechanical devices that looked to be for some experiments that were done in this room. Continuing on, he saw the coffins of the Malathorn family and spoke with Valentine a moment about his father and the others. Valentine brought Sebastian to a secret doorway where a humanoid creature came attacking Sebastian. Valentine put his hand up to stop Helena from attacking and said, You were fed yesterday. He is off limits. He opened the secret door and brought Sebastian into a round stage-like room, but not before Sebastian dropped two guitar picks on the floor. Valentine proposed a duet, one that would change their lives forever, one they had both been dreaming of. He went over to the other piano and played a shattering chord as we jumped back to the others. They too went down the stairs but were able to do more exploring of the rooms in question. They disarmed the trapped cabinet and read from two books they discovered. One of the followers of Shar about how to gain her power. Another from Armand Malathorn, Valentine's father. This journal depicted different experiments he conducted on his family members to appease Shar and to allow his family to gain immortality. You continued, eventually finding the fork in the hallway where Sebastian's guitar picks were. While trying to figure out why his sense stopped, the voice of Gideon called out to Quinry to follow him. Xander tried to open the secret door but was unable as a loud bell went off. At this moment, six more vampires came out of the left hallway barreling towards you, crawling along the walls and ceiling. You ran down the hallway with a well-placed moonbeam behind you and entered the central circle of the stage, seeing Sebastian and Valentine, who began playing. Sebastian was in his own mind, and hearing his friends nearby was able to break the charm Valentine had on him, but was unable to escape the reality he had been placed in. Sebastian fought Valentine in his own mind using a psychic lance, while the others were swarmed by the vampiric zombies around them. Quinry atop Bray's shoulders, Xander raining down flame from the ceiling, Blueberry creating a radiant dragon, Jet riding it. You are all were able to destroy the vampires and headed for Valentine. Meanwhile, Sebastian was under the effect of Dominate Person and was walking towards Valentine, exposing his neck to be bitten. With more and more attacks going to Valentine, Sebastian was the one to finish him off. Crossbow bolt through the heart. There was a heartwarming reunion between you all as you headed out of the mansion. You killed the rest of the vampires in their coffins, cured the servers of their vampirism, 
and Bray was finally able to light the manor ablaze. You said your goodbyes, received a gift of the skin-covered book from Bray as she dashed into the forest with one last howl, and you set in for the night. Now, you were set up in a house at the edge of town. There are four bedrooms here, a central living area with a couch. This is someone's house who didn't make it back from the manor. But it is late, quiet outside. The other villagers must be sleeping and exhausted from what they had experienced. And so the scene is set. The question is, what will you do next? Are you good, Sebastian? Did you get bit? Not that I know of. Come here, let me check. I'm leaning my neck over. Look at both sides. Do I find any bites in his neck or... Instead of investigation, I'm going to have you roll survival. Oh. That is a 19. You do not see any puncture wounds. You would expect like the traditional two puncture wounds on the neck of Sebastian. You look around. He's definitely been roughed up a bit, but no actually surface wounds pretty much at all. I think you're okay. You're looking pretty clean right now, at least. Oh, thank God. Okay, I was worried you were going to say that I might be a vampire, too. I mean, you could use a bath, but that's another story. Same to you, my friend. Same to you. Hey. Okay, so you're you're good. You're safe. I think so. The question is now, like, where do we go now? How do we get to Helios? We're here. We're still on this freaking island. Um... I'm sorry I made you guys do such a detour for me, but, like, how? There's got to be some sort of, like, boat we can charter or something. That still doesn't change the fact that it's up in the sky. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, we found one airship. How hard could it be to find another? I'm sure if you get to, like, the edge of Helios, there are, like, I don't know, ferries to take you there or something. Oh, like a little lift or elevator or something? Right. Or if it's not too far, like... I could eagle it up and take us in trips. Oh, true. That's a good call. I like that. Would we be able to tell where it is from the ground, though? We'll probably see it. Do they try to keep it hidden? I haven't heard that it's hidden, is it? I thought they said they don't like to be seen. Ooh. I could be wrong. Isn't the whole place surrounded by magistrate? Oh. Correct me if I'm wrong. But isn't the magistrate, like, stationed at Helios? The the dude that Sebastian impersonated when we were up at the Evergem was at Helios and then was coming back or was stationed up there. I don't remember exactly what happened, but he was he was there. He was supposed to be there or was there. So that probably means that there's the, they've got, like, encampments around there. So that probably also means there isn't a ferry that goes up there. I thought it just meant that's where he was from, like, before magistrate. My guess is... They're looking to take Helios, or else, like, why would the school have retreated there, you know? If if they're looking to either take or attack Helios, I think they're probably, like, stationed on the ground trying to figure out exactly what we're trying to figure out. Like, how do they get that mass amount of people up there to govern the city? We're trying to get up there just like they are. I bet they're stationed on the ground. They got camps all, all over the place. Yeah. I guess we just approach with caution then and see what we find. Yeah. Do we do we remember any boats or anything around us? Lobos just said south. There's no way this was the town that he was talking about. There's got to be something else. And Helios is to our west. Oh. Well, it looks like there's like a little kind of not really a peninsula, but like a little like jut out. Uh-huh. Maybe there's like a port that goes from there to uh-huh. the under Helios area. A sky lift. 
something. Yeah, it could just not be marked on the map. It it's worth a shot. We gotta we gotta go south anyway. That's what Lobo said. So we either find a town or a port or a ship or something. Yeah. Hey, um, can I tell you guys something new that I learned about me? Yeah. There's more. Uh huh. I just I now I'm 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 coming clean about this almost as soon as I learned it myself. Bray told me, um, I am a werewolf. <laughs> a what now? What? Like her? Yep. No. But you haven't changed. You have not been separated from us except for that one time you were in the thing with Namora and Blightmore. Did you change then? Nope. You've been under the full moon, haven't you? You've been fine this whole time. There's three of them. They've, one of them's got to been full at some point. Man, let's be honest. She's probably lying to you. I think she's just trying to get a rise out of you. Why would she do that in the midst of us doing basically a siege on a castle, attempting to rescue an entire town? She was pretty sadistic at times. I don't know, to like make you uncomfortable because you tried to break into her place? That is true. She seemed like the person to hold a grudge. I just, it felt like she was telling the truth across the many times that we were talking. Remember all those times we mentioned the donuts? That was all her giving me uh, tips on the werewolf stuff. Oh my god. Okay, so like, if you're a werewolf, werewolves should be able to just turn whenever they want, right? So let's see it. Nope, that's not how that works. Wasn't she able to? Yeah, she's she's been working on it for like decades, I guess. Dang. It's like something that she's had to work on to be able to control. And she told me, you know, the first time is probably going to be pretty violent and um, unsafe. When is it going to happen? What? When, when does it happen? How, how do we know? Yeah, any indication would be awesome. I'll try to let you know if I'm feeling wolfy, but like she didn't tell me how it happens. Is it nighttime right now? Yeah. The moon's out. What do we see? Xander, give me a luck roll. Oh, no. If it's 10 or higher, the moons are in a line again. I got a 14. You do notice the moons are out and about, and you see they almost look like a very large version of Orion's belt. Okay, so there's like at least one full moon in there, but they don't always line up like that, do they? Uh, no. I've noticed that they have... Actually, you know what? There have been a couple nights where we were outside, and I think the moons were lined up, and I was feeling like really hungry, but I was just like, eh, I'm probably fine, and I just kind of pushed that down. Dater, how close to the window are you getting? Oh, I went right up to it. Oh, you are feeling hungry right now. <laughs> you hear the gurgle from my stomach. Get the... Oh, wait, no. I was going to say get outside, but get in your room. <laughs> Take a room. You're sleeping by yourself tonight. Wait, do you guys want to see what happens? Kind of. We're a little roughed up right now. I've used like all my spell slots. This seems like not the time to experiment. True, I got nothing left, guys. I'm a little bloody. You're probably right. That's probably smart. I'll step away from the window. Yo, anybody got a snack? Blue, you got berries? Yeah. Give you a good berry. I wish I had my chicken strips. I I'll, I wanted to let you guys know about that before we got too far, and I, I didn't want to tell you in the middle of that event, because uh, that could have been traumatic and or a problem. But yeah, at night, I guess just watch out sedate me if you can i guess i don't know i have to learn how to control it or we got to get rid of it is my my guess true or not thank you for telling us 
Yeah. We're here. We'll help you through this. Well, I'm ready for bed. I'm just ready to get some Z's. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm good. Like I said, there are enough rooms here. Jet, there is even enough room in this living area to summon Pebbles if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to crash on the couch with Pebbles, and I'm going to wait until I hear like some snoring or something from Xander's room. I'm just going to barricade it a little bit. You take like one of the like armchairs from the living yeah, area. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> put it under the... <laughs> underneath the door handle so it can't yeah. quite be open. Yeah. And the rest of you take your rest. Nine temp HP. Sebastian, you are exhausted after days of excitement and terror, especially today. You really feel it. And once your head hits your pillow, you are just instantly out. And you're on stage. The stage you just fought Valentine on in your mind. Valentine's body is here. Crossbow bolt through the heart. Completely lifeless. The rest of the crowd that was here just cheering you on is running away in terror. But it feels like things are moving in slow motion. People's steps take seconds as they run for the doors. All these people who are just clapping and cheering you on, they now run. Except for one. You see a bit further in the stands, sitting quite near the back, is a beautiful woman. She is currently shadowed by the balcony above her. Long black hair comes down her head. You can't even see where it ends while she sits. As you make eye contact with her, she leans forward, allowing her face to get out of the shadows. Her eyes a deep purple. As they get exposed to the lights above, her dark pupils widen and expand. She looks at you and moves in real time as the others are going so slow. She looks at you for that moment before standing up and walking out of the hall, moving through the scared patrons running in slow motion like she's not even there. Her black hair you can see comes down to just above her ankles behind her. She walks slowly out of the building as the lights, one after another, begin shutting off, leaving you on the stage alone in the dark as you awaken and you are all fully rested and may take your long rest Pipe. nice Woo! do we all awaken or is jet still asleep i stayed up a little bit later than everybody because i was waiting for xander to start sleeping so i could uh, lock him in if i woke up a little early can i explain my own dream for jet and use my jacket? Oh my what? god, yes! <laughs> you want to cast Dream on Jet while he's sleeping? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes a week to get another one? Oh my god, you're doing it on me as a joke. Okay, alright, bring it, boy. Jet. You awaken in your room. And Pebbles is crying from downstairs. Whimpering. Who? You go down, in a panic. Everything is dark. The only light shining from the windows, from the full moons outside. And you approach the door, as Pebbles is down on her haunches, growling. And you hear scratching at the door. 
claw marks on wood as Xander bursts through in a werewolf form and lunges at you and you shoot up in bed and wake up. No, 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 Xander! Oh, hello? Xander? Okay. What are the chances that the door that he blocked opened the other way so the chair just falls when we <laughs> open the door? Who has push bedroom doors for real, though? I do! <laughs> <laughs> so, wouldn't it be hilarious if Jet woke up from this dream and I'm just standing right next to him? Just by chance, like, eating a bowl of cereal or something? <laughs> so- <laughs> as your head pops off the pillow, you do see Xander coming down the stairs. Immediately as I wake up and I look and I see him, I just like back up off of the couch and just kind of run behind it and just stand there for a second and kind of catch my breath. Oh, uh, hey, Xander. <laughs> hey, uh, stay over there. How you doing? Oh, Oh, I'm feeling good. Okay, <laughs> buddy. Um. As as quick as a morning pace can be, just walking right up to him. Okay, okay, easy, easy. And I just keep walking, and I pat him on the back, and I'm like, I'm good, bro. Don't worry about it. A little bit of sweat running down his face. Sandra, as you pat him on the back, you feel like something kind of heavy is in your pocket. I got a seven for my pocket. You pull out, it looks like, a small plastic kazoo. As a reaction, you can blow this once to give disadvantage to an enemy. <laughs> That's high. Oh, I love that. Okay. Xander's just going to be the kazoo kid from those from those kazoo memes. God yes. damn right. Have you heard the trap remix? Oh, yeah. Who are you? Fun, 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 fun. Fun, 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 fun. All right, y'all. Who's up? Who's ready to go? What are we doing? I was just about to ask you the same thing. We're, uh, are we just venturing off? There's got to be a road leading south out of here, right? Oh, God. Uh, who is it? Umtar. Oh! I will answer the door. I am glad I was able to catch you before you left. I wanted to again offer my thanks. I'm a bit more rested now, and I should be more of use. May I? Oh, uh, yeah, please, please. Immediately when he comes in, he sees you, Sebastian. He gives you a nod. Sebastian, you seemed uh, happy with your meal yesterday. <gasps> you were the guy who gave me the chicken strips. I would uh, like to extend that favor to all of you. Oh, shit, guys. What? Food. Traveling is hungry work. We're going to have chicken again. Can I have a waffle? Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know what that is, but if you allow me to... Xander, you just gotta... You gotta think it, and then he pokes your head, and then he makes it on the table. Oh, man, I'm thinking about, like, the thickest stack of Belgian waffles with, like, whipped cream and strawberries on it. And you do feel it's a weird feeling of, like, someone, like, almost probing in your mind, and you're just really concentrating on that as he puts his hand down and lifts up and on the table. You see a big plate of Belgian waffles. Hey, yo, we doing breakfast here, guy? Can I have a grand sandwich from Denny's? Um, <laughs> he just holds his hand up. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yes. 
What are you guys ordering for breakfast? Mm, I'm going to imagine a vegan eggs benedict. Chet, bawling his eyes out, so excited for actual food, goes up to him and doesn't say anything. Then when he gets his food, all that pops up in front of him is a waffle, fried chicken, covered in peanut butter and jelly, another waffle on top, and then you get the, the cold maple syrup. And you can see he moves over to an open area on the table and he just lifts his staff up one last time and a small cup of tea appears that he grabs and takes a small sip of. Before he takes his sip, <clears throat> and nod my head towards Pebbles. Oh, uh, sure? What is Pebbles thinking about? Just one big old bone. Piggybacking off of that, Namora pops up on my shoulder and like whispers in my ear, can I have one for him too? Not a bone, he wants his own thing. Yes, I am here to assist the saviors of Hazelrest. I truly appreciate you, my friend, and I'll hold out my hand for the thing to appear. And it is a jalapeno popper. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> Interesting. You're the bomb, Uvtar. Thank you. I have to ask you guys, uh, I'll stumble upon Hazelrest. Uh, can I ask how you found us? I, I believe it would be fate, but... Kind of was by accident, right? You were just in the area? Well, we were leaving another area. Well, if there is anything else I can help with before you leave, please just let me know. I'm gonna think into the Sending Stone. Should we mention Helios? I usually say this, the inside part out loud, but I figure now I should be more careful about that sort of stuff. Are we name dropping? Name dropping? Helios, specifically. Yeah, why not? That's not so sketchy, is it? Yeah, like, it's just a place. Just ask if he knows how to get there, why not? We're cartographers! And I'll say out loud, so we're cartographers, and we were wondering what the best way to get to Helios is. Ah, my old stomping ground. I have not been there quite some time, but wonderful place. Um, Though I will say, Helios is quite an exclusive place to be if... You are just cartographers, I cannot guarantee they will allow you up to the city. I think we are expected. Ah, if you are expected to show, they may let you up. It's no more than a day's travel or so, and it's getting there won't be much of a problem from here. Perfect. How do they allow people up? Well, first, you'll need to get to Nearlith. From here, you'll just need to go seven, eight miles south. Once you see the mountain range in the distance, don't continue on. This is when you start to head west. Don't go to the mountains. It can be very dangerous there. Just head west. You will find the shoreline of Bakaria, and if the day is clear, you'll even be able to see Helios a few miles offshore. But if you found the coastline at the proper spot, you should find a fishing village. There will be ships there that can take you to Nearlith. That's the island where Helios used to be before it was raised. Once you're on Nearlith, you'll just need to find Desmond. He's a character. Should be easy to find. Everyone knows him. He will be the one who says whether you can go up to Helios or not. Man, it's really a, a whole day's travel? That's pretty far, Lith, isn't it? Uh... In the stone. Shut the fuck up, Sebastian. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
Have you been near Lith recently? No. It has been at least six years since I have been back. Whoa! Have you heard anything about the magistrate being around there? There are whispers. As far as I know, they have not made it up to Helios yet. The Star Weavers do not let them up. What the heck is that? If you need anything in Helios, they're the ones to go to. And if you do make it there, here. From his robes, he pulls out a ring. If you're on Helios, you can find Madison. He is head of the Star Weavers. Give him this and tell him, I am okay. He will know the ring. He may even help you if he knows you help me. We'll pass it along. Sounds easy enough. There's like nothing we should worry about on the way, right? I don't believe so. Just don't go to the mountains. Don't go to the mountains. Why do we have to avoid them so badly? I mean, what if we had no choice and had to go through there? Well, that'd be going the wrong direction, so... But also, there are terrible creatures. Great. The uh, mountains, you will see, are not normal. Well, thank you uh, a whole bunch, Umtar, for breakfast, for info. Yo, how do I become a Star Weaver? That sounds like a dope name. It is not all it's cracked up to be. Is it like a person, or is it a thing? Like a giant space spider? It is a group. They are those who brought Telios to the sky. Oh, really? Oh. How could they have done such a huge accomplishment like that? Space spiders, they can just do that. It will mean more coming from Madison. Okay. All right. We'll take your word for it, boss. Tell him I am sorry. We will. Well, I have finished my tea. If there's nothing else you will need, I will uh, be taking my leave. I guess we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. We're good, bro. Thank you. Enjoy the day. Seems to be hot out. Should be clear, though. He's got a little ball on the top of the staff. It almost looks like a clear sky. Ooh, hmm. neat. Let's eat this breakfast and then hit the road, right? Yeah. Yeah. Umtar leaves. You take some moments to eat. Who took the ring? I guess I was holding... I, I would have been. You addressed him. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it safe, Xander. For sure. Let's uh, hit the road, Jack. You head outside. Jet, you see just outside is a bag with a bunch of small bones in it, just like the ones he just gave Pebbles. Looks like little treats for the way. Oh. <laughs> are there any jalapeno poppers? You hear Namora and you're like, where are you? And Namora is currently on the roof skittering around, grabbing a bunch of jalapeno poppers. Excellent. Continuing southward, you head out of Hazelrest. It is a bright and beautiful summer day, much like Umtar said it would be, not a cloud in the sky to be seen. It is hot and sweaty work, even just walking the few miles you need to go. And you're following the pathway, heading southward. It's not like this is something that people would have carts and stuff moving through. It is more just a walking path, but the forest outside of Hazel Rest doesn't last too long before coming more and more spacious between the trees. There's still large trees here and there, but there's much more room between them and much easier to move through. There's more grass than dirt now. After about five or so miles heading southward, you see ahead there are a few trees that have fallen over here. Not quite blocking the general path you're going in, but off to the side. Off to the side? Does it look like that these were like fresh fallen or do they look like they, they've been worn and they've been down like that for a while 
most of them still have leaves attached to the branches. So pretty fresh. Hmm. Without leaving the path, does it look like something happened here? Or was it just like a rampaging animal or monster that was strong enough to do it? How close are you getting? I would say as we are just walking down the path, I'm looking over there instead of at the path without deviating from my stride. Give me perception. 17. It very much looks like these were knocked down by something recently. It doesn't look like clean axe swings. It just looks like they almost shattered at their bases. Hmm. Maybe be on guard. That stuff looks kind of sketch. Like, that's not a natural break. It looks like something ran through here or something. What could have been big enough to do that? Does this look purposeful? Ooh. Somewhat. It very much is in one condensed location. I don't know if I would say purposeful. Okay. None of the trees to our left look like they're disturbed in any way, right? Or no other trees down, like further further down the path or anything that we noticed? You look off to the right, you see all of these broken trees, and then you look to the left across from them to see what is here. And you guys are continuing southward, not deviating from the stride too much. And as you are a little bit closer, you see a man just across the path from the fallen trees, seated on just a single old stump, a large glaive next to him, the tip of which is a gray gem with black root-like structures that wrap around it. A bald-headed man with a large scar on the side of his face. Full plate mail on. The keeper. Oh. I'll be taking the staff back now. The staff? No knowledge of any staff. Uh, what? Desiderius. Oh, yeah, you def definitely have the wrong people. We've never heard of Debarius. Yeah, we've never been employed by her. Um, Can't say the name rings any bells. No hablo inglés. <laughs> you have been a nuisance to us. Taking the staff, killing Ermina, and I assume that was you with your little message in the sky above Valorith. Donde esta Valorith? Shut up, Xander. <laughs> I'll slap Xander in the butt with my tail and just whisper to him, they speak Italian, not Spanish. I know. That's why I wasn't speaking Italian. <laughs> oh. oh, okay, I got you. I got you. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Where do we have the staff? Uh, uh, Blue has it, doesn't she? I think I have it. Yeah, we, we wrapped it. Fuck. I'm gonna try to cast Charm Monster. Monster? What? Interesting. What types of creatures does Charm Monster affect? You attempt to charm a creature you can see within 30 feet, so I do have to get closer, probably. This sounds like a big misunderstanding, and I'm gonna blow a bunch of pollen off of my hand. Wisdom save. Is this the guy with the dog? Mm-hmm. He is going to use Indomitable. Oh. 19. Oh, I'm going to Silvery Barbs that. Oh. And make him re-roll. Oh. And I'm going to give advantage to myself. This was only a 15. Fail. 
Does Charm Monster work like Charm Person, or is there more to it? Charmed by you until the spell ends, or until you do anything to harm it, friendly to you, but yeah, otherwise it seems like the same. When spell ends, it knows it was charmed, and it lasts one hour. I'm so sorry. Uh, What was your name again? Blueberry. I always liked you. You were the smartest of the group. Hey! Okay, hold on, hold on a sec. Guys, guys, this is gonna be just fine. It's just a misunderstanding, and we're gonna figure it out right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're just gonna make sure that he, like, you know, is actually telling the truth, and I'm casting Zone of Truth on him. He did get a 19. I'm so sorry. These these guys really are the best. I know there's been just a whole really? bunch of miscommunication and, like, a lot of confusion, but trust me, these guys are the best and we all have the best of intentions he's just a little um paranoid and has trust issues so he's always like casting that spell but you know he doesn't want to hurt anyone he just wants the truth you know how that is i wouldn't mind hurting him right now but i am doing a job yeah and i am here for the staff i'm pretty sure there's been some confusion i none of us have the staff he can smell it can I smell the dog anywhere? Give me a perception check. 18. You cannot. Mm. Can't tell if that's good or bad. I think your hound must be confused. I have my staff, and he might have thought you were trying to track us. If I am confused, just show me the staffs. I see the one on your back. Just prove to me it is not Desiderius, and I will not have to kill your friends. My friends are your friends, right? Why would you do that? That'd be so unfortunate. Like, I would never do that to my friend. Blueberry, we are on good terms, but he is trying to force information out of me. No, no, no. I don't know if you're familiar with that spell. It does not force information whatsoever. It just forces you to not give misinformation. You wouldn't have to say anything you didn't want to. You know what I mean? I think we're going to be just fine. We can both go our separate ways and understand there's not just a big misunderstanding. The rest of you can see from behind Blueberry, from seemingly nowhere, a large ripple in space appears. A large, demonic, four-legged beast appears. It is completely black and ashy. Its figure looks much like a gigantic mastiff. Its claws long and sharp like blackened icicles. Its fur a similar black all the way to its tail, which wags with a spray of ashy mist, and its large jowls rise, revealing these razor-sharp canines and this black, inky drool that starts to pool to the ground. You can see this thing is gesturing to your back. Mm. Are you lying to me, Blueberry? I would never. We're friends. And my friend here doesn't lie either. And you hear this demonic behind you. And this thing is massive. This is a large creature. Trying to do it without anyone noticing, I'd like to cast Sanctuary on her. Doesn't have to end this way if you just hand me the staff. I think we can just agree to understand that sometimes wires get crossed, sometimes people just get a little confused, and we can just all go on our merry way. No harm done. The dog jumps up and tries to grab the staff from you, Blueberry. 
I'm gonna try to spin around. We will do a contested grapple check. He needs to do a uh, saving roll first to be able to do that. If that's considered an attack, I don't know. Um, I'll still roll a save. What kind of save is it? It is a, I think, wisdom... Dirty 20. Okay, all right. Can I blow the kazoo? So that wasn't the attack roll, that was the saving throw. I know, I want to do it for the attack, for the for the grapple, the contested grapple. Yeah, I'll let you do that. <laughs> so what do I roll? You can roll either acrobatics or athletics. The dog is going to roll with disadvantage. And I roll with advantage because of silvery barbs. Ooh. With disadvantage, that's a dirty 20. <laughs> with acrobatics, that's a 24. Oh, let's hey. go! Uh, you are able to dodge around staff moving out of this thing's mouth as it gets down on all fours, looking like it's about to pounce. Roll initiative. Ah! Oh, oh shit. 19. 10. 14. 16. That is the demon hound's turn with a nat 20 on initiative. Oh, great. Bitch. Blueberry, you're there. It's going to roll for Sanctuary first. If Blueberry attacks, casts a spell uh, that affects an enemy or deals damage, then the spell ends. That is only a 10. Ha! Fails. So now it must choose somebody else or lose the attack or spell. This is going to just take its second attack. It's biting at you, Blueberry. It's got these big, crazy jowls. That is a 19. That passes. First attack on Blueberry. That is 12 to hit. That was a, not a good round for this thing. What it is going to do is it is going to stay in your range, but move between you and the keeper. Xander, you are up. I'm going to cast Summon Aberration and drop a... I'm going to drop a slot next to him. I guess I'm just going to jump right into his turn because I don't have anything else I can do. He's going to throw a couple of swipes at the dog. He can attack twice. 28. Hit. And uh, 17. Both hit. Sick. Total of 17 damage, and it cannot regain hit points until the start of the Aberration's next turn. He is going to use a legendary action. He sees that this slot has just attacked his amazing little pup there, so he's going to make a weapon attack on the slot. That is a 16 to hit. That does hit. Okay, that is seven slashing damage, and I need a con save from the slot. You guys, again, see that this long lance, it has a slicing edge on the side, but the top of it has a very sharp gray gem. Natural one. You are going to be taking 14 necrotic damage. Oof. And that is also reduced the maximum HP. Jet, you are up. Blueberry, you're on deck. Don't get too close. Uh, okay. Give me a minute. How far, how far away you want me? Just not next to them. Okay. So I'm mounted on pebbles, and I'm going to rear her back and give like the yeah and, and uh, kick her butt a little bit with my boots, and I'll be activating my boots of speed. Don't kick, just squeeze. Yeah, squeeze her a little bit. I'll just move 60 feet southeast towards them, so that's like 10 feet behind them. <laughs> okay, maybe west of them. 20 feet away. Already in action where if they come near me, I'll take a swing at them. End of Jet's turn. He's going to use another legendary action. He sees Jet coming up. 
simply looks at Blueberry again, boy. And he commands the dog to attack Blueberry. Sanctuary first. That is not going to do it. That's only a 12. So wait, that means the dog can attack the slot. Yes. Oh, womp womp. That's a natural 20 on the slot. Well, hey, at least it wasn't a natural 20 on Blueberry. True. Yeah. 40 piercing damage to the slot. It dead. Yeah, it is. Yo, oh. 40. Holy shit. Blueberry, it's your turn. While the hound is turned towards the slot, I'm going to try to just slowly back away. Do, 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 do. Does it do anything? Does it have a reaction? Oh, you're right. Actually, it has to use its reaction to take that attack. All right. Then, as he's distracted, jumping at the slot and murdering it entirely, I'm going to start rubbing my hands together and just creating a friction. And then I just clap and a ring of fire surrounds the two of them, casting wall of fire. Ooh. It is up to a 20-foot diameter ring, 20-foot high, 1-foot thick, but I, I just want it to be, like, small and right around them. You summon that wall of fire around them. Icky! And that breaks my concentration on the charm. That's my turn. That is the keeper's turn. And after that charm breaks, Blueberry! <laughs> you didn't even tell me your name! He runs through the wall of fire. Oh, well, first, when he starts his turn there, within 10 feet of the hot side, which is the inside, 5d8 damage. Hot Ooh. dog. Ooh. 17 fire damage. And a creature also takes the same damage when it enters the wall for the first time on a turn or ends its turn there. Which it will indeed do as he runs towards the last movement he was able to see, which would have been Jet. So 17 more fire damage. So he'll take 17 more fire damage as he bursts through the flames. He is able to get within range of Jet, and he's going to make three attacks on you. Well, when he gets within my range, I take my attack on him first. Oh, yes, Ooh. you do. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. Yes, please take your reaction. You have advantage. He is smaller than your mount. 21. That is. 12 damage. Sanctuary is also gone. Oh, yes, because Blueberry made a, or cast a spell. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that's gone now. All right, so he's going to start making his attacks. The first one is a 23 to hit. The yep. second one is a 12 to hit. Nope. The third one is a 27 to hit. So you got two hits. That's nine and eight slashing damage. 17. And then I need two constitution saving throws, please. You can see as he's coming down with like the slicing half, the gray from the gem at the top, at the spear tip almost, it starts coming down and filling in the blade. 11 for the first and 15 for the second. They both fail. Oh, wow. Seven and 12 necrotic damage. And that is reduced from your maximum health. Stop with the necrotic damage. Sebastian, you are up. Can I see the dog through the fire? I don't think it cuts off vision. I, okay, I had I had a song planned for this, but my brain just went to through the fire and flames, so we're going to move to that instead. Fuck yeah. So through the little <gasps> flickering flames, the hellhound starts to hear a ripping guitar solo. I'm going to be casting fifth level Rowlethim Psychic Lance. Intelligence save of 17. Can I tell you my initial song? 
It was the Dog the Bounty Hunter theme song. I'm so glad <laughs> Through the Fire and Flames was better. <laughs> that is an 11. Okay, it fails. So it is incapacitated. Yes. And it is going to be taking 30 psychic damage. And it is incapacitated inside the circling wall of fire. Let's go. At the end of your turn, he looks back and sees the dog almost not fall over, but stop moving. And he knows he can't do much to assess right now. So he is going to take a weapon attack at Jet for a legendary action. Bro. 14 to hit. So that's not going to hit Jet. That is the dog's turn. Blueberry, how much damage does it take? 16. As you look at this thing, you see like from its mouth is flame. Yeah. So doesn't quite look like it's going to do as much to the hound. Okay, as long as it did something. Oh, it did, and that is the end of its turn because it is incapacitated. Yes. Xander and Jet, you're on deck. I'm toying with the idea of throwing a hunger of Hadar on the two of them because I think the angle still works <laughs> Oh shit. where I could hit both of them, but then Jet wouldn't be able to see any. No one would be able to see them. And the man could just like walk out, but the dog wouldn't be a problem. Just fill that circle, baby. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> let's let's throw down a hunger of Hadar. He can hear those slurping noises the whole time. Uh, and I believe that's all I'm going to do. Also, everyone in there is blind and it's difficult terrain. I don't know if we've ever mentioned those because nothing has ever moved. Mm, Dang. There is a legendary action that happens. That is Jet's turn. Jet ain't feeling too good from this. So Jet kind of rears back in pain from those couple hits that he got. Thanks a lot. And trying to catch his breath, he just grabs at his amulet. It starts to glow a bright white again. And then you guys from behind can actually see it start to like explode out. And from within it, you can actually see this like spectral being come out of it and it floats up behind jet it is a spectral being of my mother <gasps> and i am casting as a bonus action spirit shroud what Whoa, is that heck is that you can see every movement that jet makes his mom is making right behind him kind of floating behind him he feels this like invigorated strength from her raise up my my hammer and try to attack right where i last saw him right in front of me I would have advantage, but because I can't see in there, do I just... That will cancel out the disadvantage, so it's just a regular roll. 26 to hit. Crunch to noggin. So that is 11. And with that, my spirit shroud, as I'm hitting, you can see that she is making the same motion. And from it, her arm right behind mine, as it joins with mine, you can see this frost form in through the hammer, and then it transfers to him. Just gives me an extra 1d8 of damage. And that's an extra 8. And then we will attack again. 28 to hit. 7 plus an extra d8. 11. And for that is cold damage. Also, any creature that takes this damage can't regain hit points until the start of your next turn. Jet, at the end of your turn, he's not happy about that. He is going to take another weapon attack at you. With disadvantage, that's an 18. Uh, does not hit. Mm. Blueberry, you are up. Has Jet been injured at all? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to run up to Jet. I have exactly 35 feet of movement. 
And I'm gonna give him a nice third level cure wounds. I love the image of this battle where like Jet and Blueberry are like running around and they're doing stuff. And me and Sebastian are just like standing in the back like- We're just vibing, man. We're just chilling. <laughs> that is 14 points of healing. Oh, thank you. And also, you know, these guys, they've never seen me do this before and they can't see me right now. I'm gonna wild shape into an earth elemental. Oh hey, shit, there you go. <laughs> I uh, lift up the staff and poof, slam it on the ground and just a bunch of dirt picks up and whoop, gloms onto me and I'm big earth guy now. Xander, it is the keeper and he is starting Hunger of Hadar. He takes nine cold damage, please. He steps out of the Hunger of Hadar, sees a big earth elemental just behind Pebbles and Jet, looking a little bit frazzled, looks back, can't see anything through the Hunger of Hadar. All I want is the staff. That's all I need, and I'll let you live. All you'll get is these hands. Got him! He moves, is able to see you again, Jet. The rest of them are far too out of reach. One thing you do see is as he comes out, he has these burns on his hands from the fire and he rubs the top of the gem along them and he almost looks confused for a moment. Then he makes his attacks. First one is a 19 to hit, which I still think doesn't hit you. Does not hit. Second attack is a 29 to hit. Yeah. Oh. Third attack is a 21 to hit. That does hit. 15 plus 12 slashing damage. Alrighty then. And then I will need two more constitution saving throws. 11 and 15 again. Oh my God, that was the same as last time. Both fail. You're taking 21 necrotic damage. Yo, I'm not feeling nice. And your max health is reduced by 21. Sebastian, you're up. I'm gonna look at Jet. I got the guitar around anyway from Ralithims and we're gonna go super hardcore punk kid right now. And I'm gonna use my bonus action to scream at Jet. I wrote a song about getting better. Mm, excellent. <laughs> I'm casting healing word at fourth level on you. <laughs> Counting words, <laughs> hell yeah. My ears. Oh, oh. That is 15 healing for you for my action. Or can I use a reaction on my own turn? Yes, depending on what it is. So because we're using the one D&D, we're testing out the bard stuff, I can use my reaction to heal you with one of my bardic inspiration dies. Really? So you're also gonna get a D10 of healing with one of my bardics. It's only two, I'm so sorry. Every bit counts. For my action, we're gonna flip Daisy back around, we're gonna take a knee and we're gonna line up a crossbow. For a nat one. No. Ooh. Oh no. Oh no, no. I mean, you no. have Blueberry and Jet in between you. You gotta hit one of them with the nat one. I'm way ah. bigger. It hits me. Roll your little bit of damage. Earthberry, that is five piercing damage. And I rolled a 10 on my concentration save. That's it for me. Blueberry, I need the wall of fire damage. And Xander, I need the hunger of Hadar. It is the dog's turn. Jeez. Beautiful. I rolled high. Wait, what? Oh, 27 Ooh. fire damage. And I did seven cold damage. You're so cold and you're so hot all at the same time. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> got a flu right now. Slapped a patch of icy hot on him. 
you can't see this, but you can almost hear the inhales from this thing as it runs directly outside of the Hunger of Hadar, meaning it will run through the Wall of Fire again. Uh-huh, so 13 again. And it, and it is terrain. difficult terrain. This thing rears up in front of its master. It doesn't actually get in front of it, but for like it puts its paw in front like it's trying to defend it as it sees this large earth elemental and jet atop pebbles as it opens its mouth and this ashy fire comes out. And I need constitution saving throws from Blueberry and Jet. 22 for Jet. 11. 11 fails. 23 damage on a fail and half as much on a pass. What kind of damage? A necrotic. Xander, you are up. Does he does he look like a particularly strong fella? Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I attempt a telekinetic shove? Sure. DC of 16, so strength save. 28. Yeah, sure. I maybe should have hexed him, but whatever. I'll just shoot a couple of Eldritch Blasts at him. He is no longer in the Hunger of Tar, so you are not disadvantaged to so your normal rolls. I lied. I'm going to use the pistol. When you take the attack action to cast Eldritch Blasts, you can load all Eldritch Blasts for that turn into the Arcane Revolver, make a single shot with it, roll to hit once, and the damage from the attack is equal to the combined damage of all the Eldritch Blasts that were loaded into the gun. If the attack connects, the enemy must make a strength saving throw or be pushed back 10 feet. A large or bigger creature has advantage on the saving throw. So one attack, two time damage, 27 a hit. Oh yeah. 22 force damage. And then strength saving throw. 17. My save DC is 18. Pushed back 10 feet. Sick. Back into the hunger of Hadar. He almost disappears. He wants to use a legendary action. He's no longer in range. Oh, he is still in range of jet. Can he see me though? He can't, so it's going to be a disadvantage, but he can still try because the lance does have 10 feet of range. Whoa. That's only a 13, so he misses with his legendary action. He gets pushed back, and he's almost trying to hit you as he gets pushed back, and it just completely whiffs you. Jet, that is you. So seeing him just kind of get pushed away, it gives me a second to check on Pebbles. So I'm just going to kind of pat her on the head and pat her a little bit and see how she's doing. And as she looks up at me, she gives me the biggest puppy eyes you have ever seen. Everyone around can just feel that warming sensation of looking at a beautiful puppy in the eyes and they give you those nice puppy eyes and you just feel so warm and loved inside that's gonna spread in a big zone around me and we're casting beacon of hope oh. <laughs> it's puppy dog eyes. does that cancel out your shroud yes it does but i want this instead i would like to move between blueberry and the dog and that will be my turn uh, he can technically take an opportunity attack it will be a disadvantage because he is blinded. It's another 13, uh, so that definitely misses. That would be his reaction. He can literally not use any of his other legendary actions right now. So Blueberry, you are up. I'm going to slam down onto the hound twice. Get him. Hell yeah. 22 to hit. 21 to hit. 26 bludgeoning damage. I'm going to take the opportunity attack if he has a reaction and just step behind Jet. The puppy will gladly take that. 
Oof. I have rolled threes so often, so that is also going to miss. All right, that's my turn. At the end of your turn, something happens. Okay. All right. You cannot see. I'm sorry that I've done this to us. <laughs> that is his turn. Hunger of Hadar damage, please, Xander. Nine. And again, appears from the same area. This time he runs a little bit farther, still within reach of the earth elemental, but a little bit farther. He doesn't want to get pushed back into that Hunger of Hadar. And he is now only within range of the blueberry earth elemental. So he's going to take his three attacks. That is a crit. Okay. The second one is only a 12. Nope. And the third one is, I just crit again. Would I be able to use my protection to impose disadvantage? The other one is uh, still a 21 to hit, so it won't be a crit. Hey, that's something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You probably just saved a ton of damage. Earth Elemental Big Beefy. She looking okay. The crit is 14 slashing damage. The non-crit is 14 slashing damage. Okay. Wow. Wow. It barely feels worth it. And then I need two constitution saving throws. With a plus two, right? Yes, you are still within Jet's aura. 21. Passes. Ah, 10. You will be taking 18 necrotic damage. Okay. And that will be subtract from the Earth Elemental's health. Sebastian, you're up. Okay, I'm going to walk 25, walk right next to Xander. I see the hellhound kind of chomping, so we're going to go back and finish the last solo from Through the Fire and Flames with a Rallathims. Can I get an intelligence saving throw of 17, please? This is going to be at fifth level of my last slot. That's a minus one. Beautiful. <laughs> so we got 8d6 coming. Pretty good. 33 psychic damage, and it is incapacitated until my next turn. And it is looking very rough. That's it for me. My wall of fire goes away, but it's not like you can see it anyways. At the end of your turn, Sebastian, you can see the keeper again, almost like rubs his hand against the gem at the top. And you guys can see from this distance that some of his scorch marks go away. That is the dog's turn. Nothing happens. That is Xander. When you're incapacitated, do you have uh, like disadvantage on any rolls or anything like that? Probably. If I were to do like a, let's say a strength saving throw, imbue that on him, would he have disadvantage on that? It says an incapacitated creature can't take actions or reactions. I'll give him disadvantage. Since it's a large creature and I was going to do the same thing I just did with the pistol, it would just be a flat throw. Large or bigger has advantage on the saving throw. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle around so that I can get that angle correctly and fire that their pistol at that their dog. 28 to hit. So let's do the damage first. 16 force damage, and can I have a strength saving throw, please? 16, does that pass? That does not pass. All right, we push it back through into the Hunger of Hadar. I'm gonna get all the damage I can out of this circle. <laughs> the end of your turn, he's going to use another legendary action to take a swipe at the earth elemental in front of him. That is an 18 to hit. Yep. That is 16 slashing damage. And I need a constitution saving throw. God, I'm rolling trash. 12. That is 12 more necrotic damage subtracted from the max HP. And that is Jet's turn. Doggy boy gets blown away from me 
we're going to look around and see not Doggy Boy. Just run up to him. Bonus action. Second level, we're going to cast a Searing Smite, and then we'll we'll take a swing down at him. 26. 14 damage, with 7 of that being fire. And then, again, that does not hit. So he's going to use one to attack you. You're now in, within range of him. Shit, I shouldn't have done that. That doesn't hit. I am an idiot. I, d- I just realized that Searing Smite was a uh, concentration, so I guess now I don't have my Beacon of Hope up anymore. Blueberry, you're up. I'm going to attempt to grapple Mr. Man. He's very strong. Oh, do it up. 29. Fuck. I rolled a 19. What sucks is that I don't have like, because yours is like an athletics check. I don't have like an athletics thing. I just have strength. So I got a 24. Wait, you have a 24? Yeah. I'm going to use my reaction for a bardic inspiration die. That's a six. Garpled. <gasps> That's a 30. Blueberry gets the grapple off. A garpled. And then can I swing him over into the hunger of a <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have you have enough movement if you were like to drag him. I can still attack even while he's grappled, right? Yeah. Even while I'm grappled, <laughs> I can just hold him with one hand and just bah. And he's blinded now, so I have advantage. Oh, my God. 16. That is not going to do it. Dang. That is his turn. Seven cold damage. Oh, and... uh, Con saving throw? Yes. That's only a 15. Yeah, you're good. It's gone. He's going to attack Blueberry with disadvantage. Three times. First one is a 19 to hit. Yeah. I'm going to do these in order, just in case. The first one is 13 slashing damage. Okay. And a con saving throw. 19. Passes. The second one, 15 to hit. No. And the third one is a 19 to hit. Ah, <sighs> yeah. 10 slashing damage and a constitution saving throw. Oh, God bless. Okay. 22. Passes. That's a very chipped away earth elemental. And he ends, so he takes more damage. For acid milky damage. Sebastian. I just finished the last solo of Through the Fire and Flames, and I look at my pick, and the tip is just on fire. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> oh, God. And I accidentally fling a fireball into the dead center of Hunger of Hadar, which is a 20-foot radius. So can both of them please make deck saves for me, please? This is a fourth-level fireball, by the way. Keeper first. That is a 22. Hound is also going to roll. That is still a 17. Oh, damn. Both of them just passed. 27. So half of 27 for both of them. And that's it for me. At the end of your turn, he's going to take an attack on Earth Elemental with disadvantage. That's only a 12. No. That is the dog's turn. Hunger of Hadar damage, please. Nine cold damage, please. The dog jumps out of the Hunger of Hadar. The Earth Elemental is close. It could get to Jet, but Earth Elemental is grappling its master, and so it jumps out and it attacks the Earth Elemental. I would like to impose disadvantage with my reaction, please. That is still an 18. Oh, hit. Come on. 17 piercing damage. I turn back to Booberry. Uh-oh. Bump, bump. Does a druid continue grappling through a wild shape change? Absolutely. I would say so. You're just kind of shrinking down. 
I've got I've got my grip on. It's just easier for him to break it now. Much easier. <laughs> yeah. The dog runs up and takes a second attack on Blueberry. No. That's a 26 to hit. Uh-huh. That's 25 piercing damage to Blueberry. Golly. Jesus Christ. Oh. Xander. All right. This is the last time I can do this. Circle around once again, and I'm going to fire them their pistol at the dog. 22. That hits. 21. Can I please have a strength saving throw? You may. As you see, this demon hound from hell looks like it is so messed up. It is barely standing on its own feet. It does have advantage on this because it's large. Got a 19 with the advantage. Definitely passes. But before my turn ends, I'm going to send four healing lights, four good vibes towards Blueberry. 17 health to Blueberry. Woo! With that, at the end of your turn, Xander, he unfortunately can still not see the dog. So he cannot order a command to attack, but he can attack Blueberry himself. Disadvantage. That's only a 14. No! Jet. I'm going to go up and I'm going to kill the dog. Do not have advantage on these attack rolls. It's a large creature. 17. That does hit. So that is seven damage. Coming back to try to like hit him in the jaw to take uh, his jaw off of Blueberry. That is 15 to hit. That misses. Oh, darn. This thing's barely up, Jet. He has one more legendary action this turn, which will be, again, the only one he can take, which is to attack Blueberry, again with disadvantage. That is a 16? Yes. 13 slashing damage and a constitution saving throw, please. <laughs> yep, that's a natural one. <laughs> oh, oh I'm going to use my reaction to give... Blueberry, a D10 of healing after that chomp. Oh. That's nine for you, Blueberry. Oh, God bless. Nice. Don't get stabbed. And Blueberry, you are up. How hurt does Jet look? I'm half healthy. <sighs> How hurt is Blueberry looking? Like, fine, but it won't take much. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, you just cast your magic weapon, so I'm not going to take that away from you. I'm going to cast Polymorph on myself. Oh. And turn into a big old T-Rex, baby. Oh, shit. Oh. I kind of doubt I can still grapple him with my little T-Rex arms. <laughs> See, I've never thought about the shape change aspect, and now you're, you made me think of wild shape back to, to elf form, and now elf form into Polymorph. Well, when they're matching the limbs, I understand. Like, maybe I have a little baby grip on him with the little T-Rex arms, but I don't think it transfers <laughs> to the mouth, you know? I would say you're st he's still in your arms. Great. I just got him bite between both arms. <laughs> like a squirrel <laughs> with a nut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is going to use his action to try to escape the grapple. Okay. Which I believe is just an athletics check against your athletics check, basically. Mm-hmm. 24. 17. No. And I have a plus seven. I'm so <laughs> strong. Oh. As you are turning into the T-Rex, you are much larger. You're almost like dropping him between the little fingers and he's able to just push away and out of your grip. So that is the keeper's turn. Use the action to get out of T-Rex's grasp. Garple. And he's just going to run out of the hunger of Hadar. <laughs> right between 
a T-Rex and his big old dog. He's able to move through the dog space because it's so large, but that will give the T-Rex an opportunity attack. Yeah. Did did he take his hunger of Hadar damage? Uh, no. Ugh, that one was only two. Can I grapple? I was under the assumption that only attacks could be attacks of opportunity. Yeah. Go ahead. You, you could you could try to grapple. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's a nine. Dirty 20. So he is able to get away from you. Sebastian, you are up. Okay. Blueberry, how you looking? Oh, you're a big T-Rex. Now just kidding. <laughs> Jet, how you looking? Uh, like half healthy. I'm, I, I feel like that maybe, you know, I'll be like this for a while. Okay. I'm just going to whip out the crossbow and aim at the demon hound. Nine. Does not hit. Bonus action, third level healing word for Jet for 14 HP. You're looking nice and slobbery, bro. You might want to uh, wipe some of that off. Oh, thanks. Thanks. You got this. At the end of your turn, he says, yes, wipe it off. He gestures towards Jet as the demon dog makes an attack. 21 to hit. Yes. 23 piercing damage. Oh, golly. Oh my and then God. that is the dog's turn. It's going to move closer to get right in between Jet and Blueberry, and it's going to continue that assault. Okay. Uh, another 21 to hit. Okay, okay. Just, just seeing it real back, I'm using my last Bardic Inspiration reaction for a D10 of healing for Jet. I'm so sorry, it's only two, but it's oh. something. 26 piercing damage. Come on, you're good at playing with dogs. You got it. And with the last attack, it is going to go after the T-Rex. 21 to hit. Yeah. 35 piercing damage. Oh my God, it can do okay. so much damage. What's the concentration check for that? 17. Oh, God bless. Okay, that's over 20. Xander, you are up. Yeah, I'm going to send some, some good vibes Jet's way. I'm going to send four of those. 15 health, you're going your way. And I'm going to fire two Eldritch Blasts at the dog. 28. 12 force damage. It's dead. That Gucci symbol has never burned brighter. <laughs> as you hit it, it almost starts to blink in and out of existence as it falls to the ground and the keeper eyes dart directly towards you. I told you all you'd catch are these hands. And I'll fire one at him too. 21. That hits. Boom. 10 force damage. If you kill my friend, I'll kill yours. Oh, that's not what I wanted to happen. 21, Jet. Yeah. Stop. 21. That is min damage. That is seven slashing, and I need a constitution saving throw. 21. 21. Yup. Jet, your turn. Me and Pebbles run right in front of him, in front of his line of sight of Xander and Sebastian. Don't even think about it. We will bring the hammer down at his head. You do have advantage. And that is 26 to hit. So that's nine. We're going to use our Divine Smite as well. First level Divine Smite. And that's full eight radiant damage, baby. And then again, we're going at it. 16 to hit. That misses. And he has one last legendary action. And this time he's going to use his legendary action to, again, wipe his hand against his blade. <sighs> Blueberry, you are up. Eat him. 
there. T-Rex is going to stomp, thump, 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 up to Mr. Man and just widen my big-ass mouth and chomp down on him like the dragon in Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Get far quadded. 19 to hit. Hits. 29 piercing damage. And the target is grappled. Yes. Damn. Can I still swing him around into the hunger of a dog? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> That's my turn. All right, that is his turn. 11 cold damage. He is going to make three attacks against Blueberry. 15, does that hit the dinosaur? Yes. 14 slashing damage. Okay, concentration check. That is a 10 with the plus two from Jet. And you also need to do a con save for his attack. That's a nat one. 13 necrotic damage. Second attack, 24. Yep. Wait, wait, let me concentration first. Again, that is a 10. That is 14 slashing damage. And that's over 20. Con save for the necrotic damage. Dirty 20. And then the last attack. Jesus Christ. Um, that is going to miss. That is only a 13. That just hits. Oh, 12 slashing damage. Okay, and that is over 20 for my concentration. And then just one more constitution save. That's only a 10. 13 necrotic damage. Jesus, T-Rex looking rough real fast. He's going to action search and do three more attacks. That's a 15 to hit, 12 slashing damage. Uh Uh-huh, and uh, my concentration is over over 12. Con save? 10. Eight necrotic damage. Okay, so I turn back into me and I take seven. Oh, oh no. He's still got two more attacks on the action surge. 21 to hit. Yep. 13 slashing. And a constitution saving throw, please. 18. Last attack, 26. Jesus Christ. Seven slashing and a constitution saving throw. That's only an eight. 19 necrotic damage. Oh, Blueberry looks rough. Sebastian, you're up. Bonus action, fourth level healing word on Blueberry. Uh, 14 HP. Dig go. Do something. I got nothing. You're a lot bigger when you're a T-Rex. Do that again. With the crossbow holding an action, if he pops out of hunger and if I have eyes on him, I'm shooting. Oh, his turn ended. He takes nine acid damage. Legendary action on his turn to attack Blueberry. No. 17. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. 13 slashing damage and a con saving throw. 11. It's nine necrotic damage. Blueberry collapses. Xander, your turn. Step one, healing word to Blueberry so that she's not dying anymore. It's literally one HP. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah, so you're you're not dying uh-huh. anymore. I'm going to make a potentially risky decision here, but I'm going to drop Hunger of Hadar so that he's visible, and I'll let Sebastian do his attack. 26, and 26 again. That's sick. Both hit. Nine. I'm throwing these dice out. Okay. All right. 19 force damage. And at the end of your turn, he will take an attack on Blueberry. Jesus! Dude, no, stop. That's only a 12 to hit. (gasps) Ah, No, that misses. Jet, you're up. Kill him. Uh, Seeing Blue go down and and just like get back up on her knees, I'm going to run over to her and I'm just going to grab a bunch of the rocks that came off of her when she was that earth elemental. I'm going to grab a bunch, like 30 of those. And just start pelting her on the ground with it. Like, just go back to that thing that you were before. (laughs) And I'm just giving her uh, 30 30 health from my pool. 
<laughs> I can't. I can only do it once. Oh, come on. I could go T-Rex or I could make you T-Rex. Just do something. Come on. I can't really do much right now. I'm kind of tired myself. And at the end of your turn, you see he's winding up for another swing, but he sees what you've just done and turns on you. Say 19 to hit? No. Blueberry, you're up. I'm going to back up 35 feet. He will take his reaction. Oh, yeah, I do have to stand, so I can only go half. I can go 15 feet. I'll impose disadvantage with my reaction. 21. Yep. Seven slashing and a con saving throw. Yeah, over 20. And I'm going to cast Polymorph on Jet. What color T-Rex do you want to be? Blue, please. A blue T-Rex. Big Jet. That is his turn. Great. And he doesn't have a lot he can do. Jet, he disengages from you, but not the disengage action. He just runs away. You get an opportunity attack. 17 to hit? That misses. You can see he uses his full movement to run over to the dog laying on the ground. (gasps) And he grabs the collar of the dog. I'll be back. And you no longer see him. God damn it. And for today, that's a wrap. Oh, God, they're all cowards. Thank you all so much for listening. What a good time. That was stressful and almost had some death. Join us all again in two weeks. But in one week, you can join us over on the behind the scenes. Patreon.com slash cast party for all the wonderful bonus content you could ever desire. And I'm so excited to talk about this session and this fight in particular. It was a lot of fun. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, bye. Oh, bye. Goodbye. Due to the time crunch to get this episode out before the holidays, we sadly didn't have time to write up our funny usual shoutouts, but we still wanted to give an enormous shoutout to our patrons. After the holiday craziness is over, we will be back to our usual shoutout skits. So we wanted to give a huge shout out to Sainty Love, Eric Five, Ebab Flow, Wartorn Knight, Lady Lorax, Jesky Fire, Ash, Nyork, Dubward, Lord Asselbaugh, Isuik, Jeff the Milkman, Lexi, Foe Runner, Frankie, Polyamorous Swirl, Red Mafia Panda, Bass Drop, and Opti. Thank you all so much for the incredible support, and we hope you have a wonderful holiday season and expect a gift from us soon. Happy holidays!